0: You're listening to Fox Given, the one where we answer your questions.
1: Got that STI going, baby. Yeah, so
0: sh- what was what was that signing for again? Like <laughs> s- sexually transmitted information. Oh, information. I was like socially something. <laughs> we did we change all the letters? No. Yeah,
1: Someone's someone's been on social media too much. Like we've got social media on the brain, like social. Oh it's just like God. desperate to be sociable again. I
0: think that's what it is. That's the thing. That is the yeah. thing. Guys, exciting we, news! Yeah, oh, we might oh,
1: actually. You, literally, were you just about to say it as well? No, I was like, we're going to be
0: reunited next week. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm actually
1: going to go and see Florence next week, guys. Can you believe it? And and it's been well, three months. It's been literally since I, I figured it out. It was like the seventh of March that I, I haven't seen you from. Like, we we last saw each other on the seventh of March. Whoa. It's mad. Whoa,
0: that's even crazy. Even though we've like
1: we've talked like every single day, every I feel day. like we've talked even more than we ever have done before in our life because of lockdown.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it has been mad. It has been mad. But like, yeah, I guess it's it's about time that we saw each other. I think. I think so, yeah.
1: Yes, and we're going to like actually do some maybe some videos together, some content together. Actually in the same place. So yesterday we were going through our YouTube videos and we were just saying how weird it is to see us in bed next to
0: each other. It's like, it feels like a thousand years ago a thousand one years ago and like I'm not even sure if I like it anymore I'm like nah no it doesn't look good anymore like this looks so much better like how the, it is now
1: I disagree I think it's so much nicer when we sit next to other like, at least we can like I don't know and our poor editor Emily shout out to our amazing editor Emily has oh, to deal with really, so really much cool. now it's like it's like separate two separate videos plus two separate recording tracks and it's just the the tech issues have been endless especially when it's a heat wave
0: yeah it has been really mad
1: yeah so yeah we love you Emily thank you you're amazing you make our YouTube videos sound fun and exciting (laughs) and make us sound like less stupid but then again Winnie also does that Winnie edits our podcast episodes and she makes us sound like intelligent and less offensive
0: So clever. So thanks, Winnie. Actually, I'm not even sure. Do we ever sound clever? Probably
1: not. Definitely not, no. No, But she makes us sound clever. clever. She like edits us together so we sound intellectual. Ooh. What would we do without her? What would we do? And while we're at it, shout out to our podcast producer, Jack, as well. Thank you, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) May as well. Oh, should we get get in our managers as well? Blondell, we love you. Rebecca, thank you, everyone. Oh my God,
0: what is this? Just like some awards speech
1: I'm getting ready for my awards <laughs> speech you know like we were we were devastated when we didn't win the webby awards
0: absolutely heartbroken.
1: Yeah, we we were, we were really surprised that we were nominated and we were in the was it the health and wellness category? Yeah. The world has um, not
0: progressed enough to let a sex podcast win a health and wellness category. Definitely it's not. It's only progressed enough to get us into like second place of the listeners' choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, but we did surpass Gwyneth Paltrow's podcast, the Goop doop
0: or whatever it's called. Yeah, we did. So that means that we're pretty, pretty cool. awesome. We're yeah, nice and thanks celebrity. to
1: everyone Everyone who voted, unfortunately we didn't win, but we did get nominated for a British Podcast
0: Award, so yes. we're just waiting for that, so that's exciting. Yeah, so we might win an award yet. Ooh. Anyway, shall we get on with things? Yeah, sh- shall we actually crack on? Let's um, find our first listener's question.
1: So before we dive in, uh, just to have a quick explanation of what this episode is, is when Florence and I go through your burning sex questions and we just answer them quite freely, openly and honestly with our own sex Experiences and no large. I mean, we ne- we should really put a disclaimer in, right? Like anything we say is not sex bird. We we don't have any qualifications. We're just actually two bullshit people talking
0: about sex. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> you <laughs> can tell them in a really fucking. We're just mood. we're just um, we just talk from our own experience. We don't. We're not sex educators. We yeah. we literally just um bullshit our way through life. No, I'm joking. Yeah, but like, we kind of do but like that is life this is what people want they just want advice from real people
1: yeah and i
0: I would say we're sex educators i just wouldn't call a sexpert so our first question of today is hi come curious i'm almost 16 and a huge fan of your podcast in youtube after finding such joy in educating myself on sex and related important topics, I found myself heavily critiquing the sex ed, or lack of, that we're getting. I wanted to ask what does age appropriate sex ed? look like in more detail? And what are your thoughts on the importance of exploring this through naive and independent journeys? I, for example, may not have found this podcast if I was told what was what for sex earlier on and didn't feel the need to learn more and uncover more bases. I like but, that this person is sixteen and sounds like a she, Oxford she's not, graduate. Yeah, she's not even
1: sixteen. She says she's nearly sixteen, which blows my mind. Like this is the kind of girl that's going to change the world and like become the president and like or prime minister or whatever of your country. You deserve everything. That you need to keep asking intelligent questions like this and challenging. Everything. That's so cool. Mm.
0: So I guess, like, age-appropriate sex education, it's something that we actually do chat about quite a lot because, yeah. obviously, we are big advocates for um, getting better sex education for all ages.
1: Yeah, because in, in in England, we are normally taught sex ed from the ages of, like, what, 10, 11, 12? That's when I really start to remember, like, you know, the boys yeah. get sectioned off into one group, the girls get sectioned off, and then you watch some woman give birth, and it's really fucking traumatising. <laughs> and then all the way yeah. through secondary school, um, up until you go to, like, yeah, college, sixth form. And um, mm. and then you're, you are taught different bits of sex ed, but they always have, like, a, you know, like, PSE day.
0: Yeah, PSE. And, like, and like usually PSE was about, um, I don't know, like, other things. Like yeah,
1: like, loads of different stuff.
0: Health and fitness and... You did the like the St. John's ambulance award. Do you remember when you had to learn like what to do if someone was like choking or like dying near you?
1: We didn't get that. I had to specifically really? opt in to do that myself. Yeah. Oh really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had to like learn how to give like mouth to mouth to people and stuff. That was PSE. So was like sick. PSE yeah. wasn't continuous sex education. It was let's do sex education like for one unit per year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it, only it definitely is... for three years
1: it's not enough i remember it was like yeah one one day a year and then and that was it and you were expected to know everything while like you're going through the most horniest confusing stage of your life
0: yeah and i think like the information that you give they give you is just about like heteronormative sex um stis and pregnancy scares, like basically everything that's gonna scare you shitless. About yeah, scare sex. you
1: to yeah, to not have sex. I really hope. I mean it's been a long while since we were taught sex ed. Yeah. Like I'm I'm 30 this we're year well and now. it could have changed in the past 10, 20 years. And I yes, really hope true. it does. But yeah. still in still in our country, even though I see it being quite progressive in terms of sex ed, you are still allowed to opt out of sex ed. You're still allowed to take your child out of sex ed and yeah. there are still schools that choose not to teach it which I think should be illegal yeah I don't think that should be right
0: yeah because everyone unless they've changed that sex is in everyone's life like even if you don't like having sex and you're asexual sex is still part of your life because you need to learn that asexual is a thing and that should also be a part of sex education but it's like age appropriate sex education would be taught like teaching sex ed throughout your like childhood Mm -hmm. and then changing it like changing it progressively like for the more mature that you get and the age that you are Everyone Um,
1: freaks out at the idea of age-appropriate sex ed. They think they were going to be teaching, like, three-, four-year-olds, like, how to have anal. That's not the case. (laughs) Age-appropriate means... Age-appropriate means, like, maybe teaching a three- and four-year-old where they're starting to be able to talk and Mm. recognise their bodies and other Mm -hmm. people's bodies about genitals and different types of bodies, as well as consent. Consent is such a big thing. Mm -hmm. No one fucking taught us about consent. And that goes as far as to say, if you're uncomfortable with your aunt kissing you on the cheek... And they do that. That is non-consensual. And you're allowed to say, no, that's my body. I don't like
0: that. And also like teaching um, all genders about periods and Mm -hmm. like... All the bodily functions, so that like everyone knows about everything, rather yeah. than splitting like boys the girls when it comes to the period. Oh, so stupid, yeah. Just like but- like they need to know. They need to know yeah. what us girls are going through. And don't they in the Scandinavian countries? They are mm-hmm. doing age appropriate sex ed, and yeah. like lo and behold, they have the lowest rate of STIs and teenage pregnancies.
1: Yeah, it's like all the all the scan like the Netherlands. They're just like so much more far forward with sex ed and yeah they they teach their kids as soon as they start talking um and it's just it it, it's it makes sense to like why wouldn't you the amount of years that we went through life being confused about our bodies and ashamed Mm. and embarrassed and unable to talk about them I'm fucking just grateful for my mum to just be able to not even make a big deal out of it like we never got the sex talk we just were taught as we went along and it made it so much more tolerable to
0: deal with What's really interesting in this question is that they at the end of the question say that they might not have found a podcast like this if they mm-hmm. had been taught sex education from an earlier age. Mm. And that like, they might not have been like seeking out the information. Um, and I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because yeah. like, obviously podcasts like this, it's not just about sex education. It's about um, open, like hearing open experiences and hearing people talk about a subject like sex. But I also think that not necessarily that you wouldn't find this podcast if you had been taught about it, because even if you were taught about it, you might still be like, oh, this subject's like really interesting to me. I want to know more.
1: Mm, Because I would say our our podcast is 18 plus. Anyone younger listening to it has to be aware that we are talking about Mm. older situations. Like we are both, you know, you're 29. I'm Mm -hmm. 29. (laughs) Fuck, That confused me. Um, (laughs) We're both 29. (laughs) And And mentally and physically, your maturity does change throughout your years like i yeah. have a completely different view on sex than i did when i was 17 18 even 19
0: 100% oh my god and it god. changes
1: all the time so i can't imagine somebody who was like 15 or 16 listening th- listening to this and wishing their sex lives were like ours and yes they're really interesting yeah. to talk talk to or listen to but it's very much entertainment yeah. you know we're not we're not advising anyone that's under the age of 18 to do any of the things that we are involved in it's just that we have been able to mm-hmm. talk about them and, and understand mm. them retrospectively
0: it's funny because podcasts like ours and others like come become a sort of like activism rather mm-hmm. than like just your day-to-day like discussion podcast like it is it like talking about sex openly is being an activist these days yeah. because it still is a taboo subject um i mean i, I literally I, our, our title
1: is yeah our title is fucks given so it's supposed to be like a jokey hilarious like our format is about your best fucks worst fucks and with the idea is that it's just you know you're just supposed to laugh it's not sex isn't supposed to be always serious you're just but then it turned into something much more we've we've ended up speaking about really serious subjects on here mm. and important subjects and and really varied as well for everyone yeah. which is has been amazing it's kind of I would hate for someone young to listen to one episode and be like okay that's what I need my sex life to be like it should be like you listen to all of the podcasts and understand the variety of everybody's sex lives and I think that's why I think that's
0: why it is good sex education in a way because yeah it's we we are showing so such a variety of like different sexual experiences Mm -hmm. and like someone's going to relate to like something in this podcast like along the line. yeah
1: so it's even just about like owning your body and owning yourself and not feeling like embarrassed or ashamed of who you are and because you are horny yeah and that, that just if you're just learning that alone then that will do you good like there are other people that feel the same about you and and our fucking sex education has has failed us there but i just hope it's it's different now and I hope it's
0: different in other countries I have no idea what it's like I mean it sounds from this question from someone that's not even 16 yet that's the sort of age that you start learning about sex ed at Mm -hmm. school sounds like there's still a lack of the sex education happening now like today and it's
1: and it's also asking like your the school that you go to how forward thinking they are are they run this is going to sound really stereotypical but like are they run by a bunch of blokes that feel uncomfortable teaching kids about sex ed. Like I was actually talking to my neighbors the other day and like one of them's really pro sex positive and wants to teach their kids sex ed and and the guy was like no 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 don't don't tell them anything don't teach them anything I'm like that is so damaging. Mm. Like because they're going to want to find out the less you t- tell them the the more you keep it a secret the more they're going to want to explore it and do it in more dangerous ways like you know keep it a secret when they go to a party they do it drunk they they go online and they find porn and they think that that's their sex education so they end up acting different in person it's just yeah
0: there are so many negative things when it comes to um not being vocal about all these experiences and like the best way of parenting is to be open with your kids about talking about these things
1: yeah, got to be unafraid. That's like the coolest thing you could do. Don't just do the whole weird, sit down and have a talk. Like I need to tell you about the birds and the bees and like when mummy and daddy do a special hug, a stork brings a baby, you know? Don't <laughs> lie to your kids. I think that's really damaging. You've got to got to be open and honest and be like, yes, well, yeah, when yeah. a man and a woman, they can have sex. There's a penis, there's a vagina, there's a vulva. A woman can get pregnant, penis has sperm. You've got to be so blunt and basic about it and be like yeah Mm. and what it's cool it's cool to talk about that stuff
0: i don't know if that answered that question yeah probably not we just went uh... off on a
1: tangent i'm so sorry um (laughs) if if this is happening in your schools then like try and get a group of you together, get a petition going, start like writing to the school, start start trying to like campaign for better sex education, mm. talk to, to the higher ups, get your parents involved. If that doesn't work, then write to your government and say, we need more better sex education. This is what I'm learning at school and it's not enough. You know, uh, own that shit. This is a, this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from
0: BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like... we wanted to tell you about our patreon we just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves you can find all the links to the right stuffs
1: in the show notes in the description and of course on our social media on our little link tree so yeah check it out and come say hi this question is so cute so thank you to the person this listening in <laughs> sending it in where do you and Florence see yourself in 5 years with the come curious podcasts do you have your own studio and produce tv shows etc yeah basically where do we see ourselves in 5 years
0: oh good question good question actually we have like a really huge idea that we're actually just starting to build
1: i was going to um, say it's
0: no longer an idea it's like in no, motion actually in motion in five years we kind of see ourselves like having like a platform where there's so many like voices and like a huge collective of people writing writing um, articles being like the voice of come curious making content we want to cross like into tv into into radio into more podcasts (laughs) everything like just basically like we're envisioning like this crazy like sex platform.
1: So we wanna be our own boss business bitches and direct our own company, which will be like not just Florence and I, um a mm-hmm. range of voices. We've already we've already got three that we've been chatting to. We love you guys. So Emotion. So we're we're gonna be hopefully creating a bigger platform for come curious where we'll be directing ethical educational porn but also creating age-appropriate sex ed that you can show in schools and parents can show their children you know merchandise uh, articles videos documentaries just absolutely everything mm. um but this is all in the cog work so yeah hopefully five years time from now we'll be like fucking top of the empire owning this shit
0: next question is that's such a radio voice isn't it
1: yeah yeah i
0: can hear the switch you'll talk to me and yeah. then you'll be like and so welcome to welcome to the next question for come <laughs> curious from our listeners um this person wrote in was recently diagnosed with oral hsv1 and i don't know how to move forward especially dating wise feel like when I read that everyone basically has it and that's not a big that it's not a big deal, it's basically implying that everyone will get it and that disclosing doesn't really matter and that I should just be hooking up with everyone anyways because everyone basically has it. Fuck. But there's also a part of me that would be sick to my stomach knowing I'd put someone through what I went through, in brackets, bad first outbreak. So now I'm scared about kissing another girl and I also keep thinking about if I if it's even worth having kids, if I can't even kiss them. So please, Aww. whatever thoughts, advice, suggestions you have for me would be greatly appreciated. I mean, I totally relate to this question. Mm-hmm. When I I got diagnosed with HSV1 or a herpes type 1, which is oral herpes, when I was well, it's not necessarily oral, but that is the oral strain. But you mm-hmm. can get it on your genitals. We had to um, look
1: this up when we did a YouTube video, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, we've <laughs> got it's like,
0: confusing. If, if you have like recently been diagnosed with herpes, please watch the YouTube channel um YouTube channel, YouTube video that we did about it. Um and it's called like We Both Have Herpes. And um also listen to the episode that we did with Sarah Melindua because oh, yeah. that was also and she's a nurse sexual health nurse and she gave us loads of amazing um, information about herpes she was like if you haven't experienced any flare-up or any like tingling sensations or anything any outbreaks in two years you might not have it again
1: two years it was yeah yeah Yeah. and tingling sensations are like weird because you also think it's like a like phantom limb syndrome and you always think it's there yeah
0: exactly um i've actually that's the only thing that i ever feel with my herpes now i Mm -hmm. have like sometimes i have the tingling sensation and that is i think what they what we found out was that that was like viral shedding so it's still kind of there like lingering but it's not like it's it's not like like the
1: sores and the blisters yeah and that's what i get like if i'm if
0: i'm like run if i get run down sometimes i get that but it's still like very 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 rare yeah Um, and with viral shedding like you can pass it on if you like have sex when you feel those things that you can still pass it on it's a it's a lower way lower chance um but
1: well it's like it's like with any kind of STI if you have like an open sore an open Mm -hmm. wound or if your Mm -hmm. immune system is down it you're more susceptible to catching it
0: yeah and it's it's a really like hard thing to talk about and like i think that's why it's so important for us to be so honest yeah there's so much Um, stigma around it i I mean it took me years to come out saying i had it and i'm Mm -hmm. like i have a sex channel and i like should have spoken about it years ago i had it since i was like 21 like i should have spoken about it so many years ago but i was Mm. too scared because i didn't want the stigma attached to myself yeah, but and it's, now it's, I understand that
1: it's, it's important. It's liberating when you do. It's like a yeah. huge weight is lifted off your chest because there, it's not shameful. There isn't anything yeah. to be embarrassed about. Yeah, um, and you're right. A lot of people do have have it. You know, cold mm-hmm. sores are very normal on people's faces, mm-hmm. and it's very normal to get it. And it should just be a situation of you decide whether or not you want to tell someone. Yeah, I think I think depending on how soon you caught it, and. If you have a flare-up, if you're like uncomfortable if you have blisters, then it's worth telling your partner yeah, but honestly, until the stigma goes, then it is your right to tell someone or not yeah, um, I would always I would always push to tell someone because I feel like that's a really good signifier of mm. of how they're gonna treat you in the future if yes. if you want something to be more long term So like if you tell them and they're like Okay, cool. Well, we'll figure it out when it comes to it. Then that's absolutely fine. That's perfect. Yeah. But if they're like, oh, fuck off, you're gross, then you don't want to be with somebody like that anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I, because obviously I got it in my early 20s and I was still definitely like fucking around back then. Mm. I mean, I still am. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I decided that I wouldn't disclose it to random sexual partners because I knew that I didn't have the outbreaks. So I knew that there was a very, 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 very low risk of me passing it on to anyone. Um, and yeah, I didn't really... I didn't actually end up telling one anyone until I met my ex-boyfriend. Ex mm-hmm. And um, I didn't even tell him until like six months maybe into our relationship it might have been three months or something but I remember yeah. it being like a thing that I was terrified of telling him mm. and when I told him he didn't react very well to be honest um and he sort of he got really angry of me and he was just like you should have given me the choice um what choice I, though that's the thing it's like he, I was just like, well, I didn't tell you because I think like you potentially wouldn't have seen me again if I had told you like during the early stages of our relationship. And mm. really, that should have told me, get the fuck out of there, run, get the run for the fuck hills, out of there. If they're not mm. there for you, like all of you with all your, with everything, with all your herpes, yeah, then they are not there for mm. you. Um, yeah. and since um breaking up with him last year. Um, everyone that I've slept with regularly, I have told.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And people, people react in different ways, but I think that's down yeah, to
0: Everyone's like... re- reacted really surprisingly well. Like, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So good. I was actually like sh- shocked, like at all points. Um... <laughs> and yeah it's it's really lovely knowing that people actually understand and they don't see it as such as a stigma as we think they Mm. see it um so basically don't everything that you are anxious about when it comes to herpes take that away um you are responsible for your own body and um who you have sex with and who you tell um Mm. don't have sex if you have a flare-up um be sensible and tell people if you if you're going to be like, I guess my advice really would be if you are going to get into a serious relationship or you're seeing someone more regularly, then tell them. But if it's like a random hookup, they don't need to know because there's a I mean, it's pre, a very, very low chance that they would get anything from that encounter. You're using protection. Um, and if you, you feel you comfortable to tell them, then tell yeah. them. But you got to yeah. judge that. You've yeah got that as it goes um and basically I wouldn't feel bad about not telling people because I I spoke to um our friend the sex doctor who is a sex therapist about it and she was like she 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 doesn't suggest like that you have to tell people and like hearing that from a sex therapist just like I was mm-hmm. just like it was like almost just like <sighs> okay like now I don't feel as bad for making Obligated. that decision yeah um because I did make I I guess at the time I was like, I'm making a selfish decision here. Um, And I did feel guilty for it. Um, Mm. But then knowing that um, it was acceptable in the eyes of a sex therapist not to disclose it to every single sexual partner, I was like, oh, wow, like, that's legit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it'd be the same if you were starting to get actually um, involved with somebody and you had bad mental health problems or you, you know, you deal with anxiety or... Um, then you would tell them that and be like, hey, so sometimes this happens. Like I mm. get really bad anxiety and explain that and they will either take it or they won't.
0: Yeah. And I think um, as well, when it comes to what you said at the end of the question, which was about having kids and stuff, do not let herpes get in the way of like what you want to do, like with having oh, children. Yeah, and definitely like, not. Like if you have like an oral herpes flare up, then yeah, don't kiss your ki- kid. But like you can kiss your kid if you don't have a flare up
1: yeah for sure we didn't talk enough about type 2 but we do touch upon it in the episode with Rukaya mm-hmm. in because she talks about having type yes. 2 um herpes and that was that's genital and she has to take medication every day to stop flare-ups but then that also means that she you know she can you know be sexual with partners mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. so yeah definitely check out that that episode mm-hmm. which is the most requested mfm or fmm porn and in real life basically two guys one girl or two girls one guy he's asking what's more requested in porn and in real life oh um i don't think well, we can answer about in porn or real life because it's totally up to preference right yeah
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't really know about porn or what porn people watch i'd need to do some research on analytics but like yeah. i know for sure 100 percent, people are way more into threesomes with two women
1: yeah i would say worldwide i feel like that's worldwide like, yeah that i don't want to say it's like the gateway threesome but i think it's easier for men and women to be able to to handle because uh, sounds like stereotyping, but definitely like women are a little bit more gentler and understanding, and men, there's that whole toxic masculinity thing where they don't want another bloke there. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like that changes as you get older. Like, I'm as much as I do love having threesomes with another woman and another guy, like, uh, all I want to do at the moment is have a threesome with two guys. Like, who oh, wouldn't it's want. an absolute dream. Who wouldn't want two people that you're attracted to all yeah. over you? Yeah. And also, spit roasting. Oh my God, just I need to be fucked and have a dick in my mouth at the same time. Oh like, that God. needs to happen.
0: It's not even about the spit roasting for me. I'm not even sure I would enjoy that. It's just, yeah. I, I I can. I'm just imagining, like, four hands like all over my body and like Mm. someone like eating me out someone like kissing me and kissing my nipples and like oh my god
1: yeah mm. oh it's treating me like a goddess yeah i mean i would
0: yeah (laughs) but yeah it's definitely way 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 more requested for a female female male and i think um,
1: i think threesomes are always fun but yeah you know it threesomes are like everyone like looks up to threesomes as being the next step with Mm. you know with a partner which isn't Mm. isn't necessarily fair because especially they can either be great or they can be really you know disheartening and you're a bit like oh that was not as good as i thought yeah they're
0: just threesomes are just like people Uh, it's that fantasy threesomes Mm -hmm. is the sexual fantasy for most people because it just seems like yeah because it's like the it's like the tamest next step but like when it comes to being in a relationship and like yeah. moving moving on and like um and like moving into sort of non monogamy but without really moving into non monogamy yeah <laughs> isn't
1: it i watched um the sex Explained series on Netflix about yeah. sexual fantasies. Yeah, and the guy who did that huge research about sexual fantasies. The main word that came up was threesomes. threesomes. Everybody wanted to have a threesome.
0: Yeah, um, and also that—that's what makes threesomes not really as good as everyone thinks they're going to be because yeah, there's such a hype there that like when you actually get down to doing a threesome, you're like, ah, oh, well. Like, (laughs) it wasn't as good as, like, everyone said it was, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: agreed. Um, I've had great threesomes, and I've had, like, meh
0: threesomes. Yeah, I've only had one threesome in my life, and that was, like, the beginning of this year. But it was really fun. But, like, not, like... It wasn't, like, as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Like, it was just, like, it it was kind of nice.
1: Yeah, nice. And it's nice to, like, see uh, and push your limits and see what you're comfortable with. And obviously if you're like a couple and then you bring a third person in mm. or if you're that third person going into a couple if you're all just randoms so like having yeah. fun together um oh, i was they... lining
0: up so many threesomes before oh, corona babe. i was like chatting to so many couples and i was yeah. gonna like go and fuck them and then corona happened
1: i know fucking corona ruined my male male threesome i was yeah. talking to oh yeah you were actually two gonna guys. Do it. <laughs> From fucking field, oh, no. they were really fit and mature, and I was like so ready for it, and I felt really comfortable with them, and they were really cool. And, and then Corona wow. happened. I know, Maybe my vagina soon. was literally crying,
0: oh, shedding a little
1: discharge tear. Oh, discharge tear! I was hoping like sexual juices, tear, but all right, we'll go for discharge—that thick and creamy tear.
0: We could like literally chat all day with your questions, but I feel like it's probably time for us to fuck off. Yeah, I one of these episodes will be coming off. again sometime soon when one of our guests cancels on us again.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunate, but I like these little episodes. I think they're yeah, fun, they're lovely, and we love listening to your sex questions and stories. Mm. Um, we really appreciate them, especially because we just we can't believe how many of you listen to us. The last time we checked, oh we God. were hitting one million point one Two? point. 1.2 million, million listens. Million. So there's there's so many of you out there that like really believe in what we're doing so thank you so much. We love you so much.
0: We love you. We love you.
1: And please if you can check out our YouTube channel Come Curious. Follow us on Instagram come curious (laughs) c-o-m-e curious Uh, as well as you can follow us on our individual instagrams as well if you like read amber x and florence bark
0: and what else what else we got we got for you um oh uh leaving us uh rating and a review yes. and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already i'm sure you have <laughs> mm, i hope you've enjoyed this sti
1: episode spread us around like you're not using protection send yeah. this podcast episode to everyone give them an sti sexually mm. transmitted information biatch
0: Ooh, yeah. And if you have a question yourself or a story you want us to read out at the end of our podcast, then please send us an email at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com. I got it right this time. Yay. Uh, We love you all and speak to you next week. Goodbye, curious fuckers. Bye.